0: and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and this week we have Vaclav and Vaclav from Bastel. We're gonna talk all about the Neo Trinity, the new module from Bastel. And before we get into this chat, I'm actually gonna show you a little patch that I made using the CB Trinity as well as the Wave Transformer from Earthquaker Devices, the circuit tracks from Novation, which I am really, really enjoying. Uh, using the Aikido from Bastel, as you know, I absolutely love that module. Um, and I'm also using the Strega from Make Noise. And within that patch, I'm going to show you how I use the ES9 from Expert Sleepers to do my multi track modular recording. But before we get into any of that, I want to remind you that Patchworks is still running their GoFundMe campaign. There's a link in the show description. If you would like to help uh, support Patchworks, keep Patchworks alive and going, Uh, I would appreciate it because I don't want our community up here in the Pacific Northwest to lose our hub. Um, So once again, Patchworks is looking for help on GoFundMe. So you can visit that link in the show description. I also want to let you know that the featured artist segment of the show is coming back and i set up an email address for those of you who are interested in having one of your tracks featured on the show Uh, and that email address is podmodsub at gmail.com i will put a link to that in the show notes also wanna let you know about some exciting news. The new issue of Waveform is out now. If I haven't really dug in yet. However, there is a really big feature on one of our sponsors, Expert Sleepers. Pretty cool picture of uh, Oz from Expert Sleepers playing the saxophone in there. So yeah. It's just so cool that waveform is uh is still going still producing print magazine so if you want to get in on that and support a really really cool endeavor once again a link in the show description i'd like to say thank you to 4ms after later audio patchworks signal sounds expert sleepers nobula Bastel. Holy hell, that is a lot of support. So thank you so much. Links to all of their amazing stuff in the show notes. If you would like to support Podular Modcast, head over to patreon.com forward slash podmod. And I think that about covers the uh, business end. Let's get into this demo really quick. All right, let's take a look and listen at the Bastel Neo Trinity, the Earthquaker Devices Wave Transformer. Uh, I'm going to be using the Aikido dynamic mixer very heavily in this. Uh, The ES9 from Expert Sleepers is my interface, so every single voice of this patch has its own track, so that's really, really useful. Uh, Be using the circuit tracks as my clock to clock the Neo Trinity, as well as drums and some other synths, and then that will be controlling the Future Retro 777. So let's check out the foundation of this here piece of music real quick. So I'll be uh, pushing play here on the circuit tracks. And then I've got this pattern view, so I've got all these different patterns I can switch between let's bring i'm going to mute our synth voices here on the circuit tracks and bring in the 777 from future retro monophonic uh, analog bass synth i've got two different sequences that i'm going back and forth between on the future retro so here's one and then the next one Cool. I'm also using the circuit tracks to tune everything, so I've already tuned the Future Retro to the circuit tracks. So let's get into the uh, the wave transformer here. We'll just listen to one of the voices coming out of this. It's being heavily. Uh, actually, let me take this stuff out. So you can hear it's a little out. So I'm just going to tune that. And then what I have going on here is I am sending the sync output from the circuit tracks into the clock in of the Neo Trinity. And if you're watching the video, you can see there's a million cables coming out of this thing. It is, uh, let me let me just make sure I'm actually being accurate here. Other than uh, one of the envelopes on the strega that's only really doing anything on the strega Uh, the neo trinity is the only modulation source in this patch and that's gonna become way 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 cooler here in a moment so let's just turn this on real quick i have set up the uh, channel f output on the neo trinity to the cv part here and then i have quantized it to be in key with the song on the circuit track so now when i turn the rate dial on the Neo Trinity, uh, that channel F output is going into the 1 volt per octave of the wave transformer. So that's pretty fun, so we could do a little jam. pretty neat let's check out some of the other outputs that I've got so right now what we're hearing here that is the complex output from the wave transformer and this giant transform knob is what is you know making that really interesting uh, waveform sound here I am modulating that with the CV Trinity and we'll get to that in a second And then the second output I've got from the uh, wave transformer is what they call the rectangle output. So let me turn off my modulation on the Bastel Aikido real quick, and then I'll turn off the pulse width modulation. With no modulation, we've got the pulse width knob here, and then I can add some modulation in there. So I think that's pretty cool. And then I'm bringing some modulation in to the Aikido for the VCA aspect of it. Give it some rhythmic stuff that will become more exciting here in a moment. And then I've got the sub pulse output from the transformer going into channel three of the Aikido. And then finally we've got the uh, Strega coming into channel four bunch of stuff going on with the strega i'm actually running some of the voices from the uh, wave transformer into the external audio input but let's get into the meat and potatoes here oh and i'm also uh I've, i've got this same one volt per octave that's going into the wave transformer going into the strega so let's just get two of these voices going real quick So you might be thinking to yourself, okay, cool, you can control the uh, you can control the, the melody there with a the knob, but you don't wanna sit there and just play the knob the whole time, right? Well, you don't have to. So let's get a little thing going here. Now, all I have to do is hold down the record button and start turning the rate knob on this Neo Trinity. Now I've got a sweet melody going. So let's bring uh, the other two voices from the, uh, the Wave Transformer back into the Aikido. And I will uh, turn off the Future Retro and the Synth voices on the circuit track. So that's just the Wave Transformer and the Strega being controlled by the CB Trinity. Or the Neo Trinity, excuse me. And what's really cool about the Neo Trinity is not only can we do that recording deal with our uh, quantized uh, melodic output on F, but we can actually do some recording of rate changes. So let's just listen to our rectangle wave here. That's being, um, you know, the VCA is being modulated as well as the pulse width. So there's that. And then I will go to channel E here that is our pulse width. So let me turn off the modulation on the VCA. So I can change the rate. So actually, let's get let's get this going again and now let's record some rate changes. And now let's turn that VCA back on on the uh, aikido and we will change the CV um, the rate of the LFO that's controlling that VCA pretty fun let's bring that sub back in and let's uh, modulate let's change the rate of the LFO that's controlling its VCA channel So let's get uh, the the Strega going in here. So I'm using one of the uh, LFOs to control the blend here. So we've got just the synth side and then the affected side, so put that back in there. Now let's mess with that time. actually like that so I'm gonna leave that now one final trick here that I think is pretty cool um, is some self modulating here on the wave transformer so I'm gonna take the saw output and I'm gonna put that into the shape insert so what the shape insert is is you can use any external sound source to go uh, into the wave transformer and then the transform knob will then, um, you know, change the shape of the wave that's coming out. Um, so I'm actually going to hook the guitar up to it at some point, but so yeah, there's the saw input going in there and that's with nothing going into the shape insert. And then once again, put the saw in there. It's a slight change, but I think it's pretty cool. And then, um, With the hard and soft sync inputs here, you can actually get some really, really cool results. So I'm gonna run the output from the Strega into the soft sync. Another small but cool change. Now uh, I'm gonna run some audio modulation from the wave transformer itself into its linear FM input. Let's bring in our future retro, we'll go back to channel F. Let's just get rid of our recording and make a new uh, melodic line. Double, clap, double click the record button to get rid of that, and we'll just do another. It almost sounds like a wicked guitar solo. And that's that let's get into our episode thank you guys so much for joining me um vatslav it's good to see you again and it's nice to meet a new vatslav i'm i'm saying that as right as i can say that right In yeah like, you're yeah, doing great <laughs> thank you um so um I've had one of you two, Václavs on the show before, but uh, let's yeah, let's get to know um, let's get to know our new Václav here today. So, uh, can you introduce yourself and say uh, you know how you got started with with Bastel and what your role there is and everything?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Václav Mach, and uh, I've been working in Bastel for about two years, maybe two and a half years, and my main focus is on uh, i'm developer and my main focus is on like uh digital development and like programming microcontrollers but also a little bit of like product design cases and so on
0: okay cool
1: so mainly like user interface stuff
0: Oh, great. Well, that's uh, that's something that I definitely want to talk about today. That's that's one of the things in my mental notes. Uh, but I'll put a pin in that and we'll wait till later. Can you give a brief uh, kind of back history to how you found yourself in, you know, maybe elect- imagining electronic music, uh, a love of electronic music and making uh, making either instruments or your own music, how that led to where you are now?
1: uh yes yeah, so like i've been always interested in the electronic music since i was a child kind of or like a young teen but like i was uh mostly working as a programmer like uh it's my work but then i got like because i'm from brno i got in touch with basle people like the older the musicians and so on and yeah and when they were looking for somebody uh, to somebody uh, like some developer uh yeah i just jumped in it was like a no-brainer because like i uh i was doing my own electronics projects but it not at this scale and Mm -hmm. it was like nice to be part of that like the whole process and whole like community around it
0: yeah, how um so you obviously knew about modular and everything before you started working there. Um how did you how did you first find out about modular and how much were you using um, modular synthesis before you started with Bastel?
1: Like I uh, I got to knew it like from uh, from Václav from Bastel because like <laughs> yeah. here uh, he from you know, like the community like uh, It started like 10 years ago and I kind of like um, was there and I went to the shows and uh, was like trying it out
0: and so on. So like thanks to the
1: group of people here in Bernal.
0: Oh, cool. So you've seen like the whole arc then of of Bastel, because that's something I also wanted to talk about today. It's just, um, I mean, when I remember when I got into Modular and everything was new and mysterious, there was... There was real one brand in particular uh particular that really stood out because of these really cool wooden panels um and just to kind of see these you, you know you've you've maintained your uh well from my perspective, you've maintained uh the the design aesthetic you know the the spirit of Bastel, but you've kind of just you know slowly been changing form factor, you know, and, and, and your design and everything. So that, that's cool. So you, you've been, you've been part of the, at least not working, but at least have seen that trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Very cool.
2: Yeah. Václav um, is one of those people I, I've met him at every single show I went to <laughs> and I, I knew him first as a, somebody who always takes pictures. He's a great photographer too. So I always saw his like photo reports from events
0: and, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I don't know if I told you this, uh, Václav the last time you were on, but Mm. when I first got into modular, so I had a couple friends that were, I had basically three different friends all independently trying to convince me that I needed to get into modular, but. I didn't have much money at the time, and I didn't quite understand it. Like I didn't. My friend who makes guitar pedals, he works for. uh, He uh, owns Recovery Effects. Um, He gave me a module of one of his, you know, his pedals that he he had uh, converted. And when I got it, I was like, "Wait, how do I plug this in? What do I do with this? Do I need a box for this?" And he's like, "Oh no, you need like a power supply." And so basically, my first modular rack um, was I got like a happy ending tip top kit and I had, I had, uh, three modules in it. I had the knit writer, <laughs> I had, uh, the grandpa. And mm-hmm. then I had my friends, um, like it was like a fuzz distortion thing. So like with just those, there wasn't much I could do. And I was like, I don't understand this modular thing. And I ended up kind of not d- getting further into it for a while. And, um but one of my biggest regrets is getting rid of my wooden panel grandpa because I really, I did really like that thing. I just didn't have really the knowledge or other modules to uh, to control it. But um, do you guys still make that? I, I I was looking for it the other day on on your website and I didn't see it.
2: No, no, that one is uh, discontinued. <laughs> Yeah. went to the graveyard <laughs> <laughs> no i mean we we've been uh slowly discontinuing the older uh, generation of modules and uh, the ones that we felt confident in we kind of redesigned them and mm-hmm. uh, put them in the new panels but uh, it's uh, yeah we're basically the whole uh let's say design language and also um the ideas behind the modules and the user interface just got into a place where I think it's, I don't know, a bit more self-conscious and like better designed and, uh, some of these older designs, not that there are like bad modules necessarily, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think that what we do now is just, you know, the next level
0: yeah, well, that's I, I'm glad you brought that up too, because um not that I have a lot of experience with your older stuff, but i I have I was thinking about it last night kind of just in preparation for this conversation, but also because I've been I've been using your guys's modules a lot lately um and I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, bastel might be the the company like if i if I was told you can only have modules from one company you're gonna you build a system but you can only have one company's modules i was like Bastel might be my my choice for that with all all the stuff you've done lately um and i have to say like the aikido has that's that's what i call a forever module that's like one of those modules and it's it's so like elegant and simple but is so, so powerful. Um, it's it's in almost every single patch and it just, yeah, I love that module so much. And um, yesterday I was actually recording a podcast and you know, the little, uh, the, the 3.5 to quarter inch adapters that you put on your studio headphones. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find my quarter inch to get in my interface. And I'm about to start recording this this episode, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, I can't find this thing. And then I was like, oh, I had bestie sitting right here. I was like, oh, I'll just use bestie. So I plugged my bestie into my my mm-hmm. uh <laughs> interface to be able to hear the the guest, which I thought was like, oh, well, that was nice to have that solution sitting right here that's battery powered. That's just super easy. So um, yeah, that and uh the the basil, which we haven't talked we haven't talked about that on the show because I believe I had uh, you guys on the first and, and the the most recent time um, to talk about soft pop so we, we have quite a few right. things to talk about
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: um, also, I don't know if who was all on the email chain when we were talking about this, but um, I saw you guys start promoting. Uh, Neo Trinity. And it was all, you know, a bunch of matrix thing. And of course, Neo and Trinity. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm releasing a module with with recovery or not with, uh, with after later audio. Um, so hopefully within the next couple months, it's been done forever. Um, and, you know, it's been named and done for over a year and it's called Keanu because it's a matrix mixer. Oh. So, <laughs> so I actually have them sitting right next to each other because I was <laughs> like, actually, this because it's a matrix mixer that has onboard modulation sources and um, that are normal to each of the inputs, so you can break those normal inputs. So I was like, oh, this these actually might play really well together, and they do. I uh, I made a really cool patch last night with because uh, I also just got the wave transformer from Earthquaker, so using the CV tr- uh, Trinity. And the Keanu just all together was like, it was. I feel like it. I could just get. I could get away with just those two and not need any more CV and like pull <laughs> off a like a, a a good set with it. You know. Um, yeah, totally. That's a, so, it's a, the best. The best combo,
2: like name wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it was kind of always uh, fun. To like name modules for us because like we have like a cinnamon filter and there was uh-huh. like a lot of food related stuff, you know, that you mm-hmm. can add yeah. a bit of cinnamon to something and uh yeah, add some basil to it. and uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Speaking of names, this, this came up, uh, I was watching the other night. Um, I, I, uh, I have the Criterion channel. That's, that's like my favorite like place to watch movies. Um And I saw the movie uh, Ikari XB1, mm-hmm. and I was like, is that, I wonder if that's where they got the na- the inf- inspiration is. for the name. Is it?
2: it? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's,
0: that's great so cool. you
2: saw it. It's, I don't think it's that, I didn't know it's that well-known, but uh, it's like the, it's the early electronic music from uh, Czechoslovakia back then. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. It's like this future jazz.
0: Hmm. I couldn't. I haven't. I didn't finish it. I so I. These are like my art art house movies, artsy movies that I watch after my wife goes to bed. Um. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times I I'll watch a movie in like portions, so I still have to finish it. But I did like I was watching it, and I was especially with older movies like that and sci fi uh, even more. I like to try to um, like put myself as as best as I can into. The um, like the the context of the time that the movie came out in, and I was like hearing the music, and I was like, this had to have blown some people's minds, like because to us this is just we hear this stuff every day, and it's been you know expounded upon for years, but then like yep. you know this w- these were all new sounds, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool, and that's what made me think of you guys. I was like, oh, I wonder if that filter. Is named after this movie, and I was like, I bet it is. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. There is even uh, like little X Bustle one uh, on the Icaria. It's like a when there is the branding of the module. There is Casper Bastl, and there is X Bustle one, like XB one for Icaria. Oh, cool. So there, there is this. There is this little like Easter egg, and also there is like some star constellations, and I think. Oh, cool. I think one so of awesome. them is uh, one of them is fox because the uh, composer's name for the movie is Zdeněk Liška, and Liška is a fox.
0: Oh, okay. That's and, so cool.
2: Uh, I can't remember what the other star constellation is, but, uh, it yeah, there is a lot of, like, these Easter eggs uh, w- within this module. And, uh, yeah, it was, Man. like, the soundtrack is it, uh, really mind-blowing because I think it's, like, late 60s, but it was uh, made, you know, in the... Communist bloc, you know, it was um, really separated from uh, from the Western synth market, and they, there basically was nothing. And uh, there was this research institute uh, for uh, radio and television uh, in uh, Prague, and uh, there they like made a few synths, and they made a, um, they even made a modular synth in the early '70s called okay. Chisližvuk that was pretty wild and uh but i think this was even before that so they really had to use a lot of like lab equipment like you know heinbach style
0: that's kind of what i was music, picturing you know? as i was hearing yeah. this move this music i was like yeah and this wasn't just somebody at like a modular synth this was somebody with like one of those big oscillators that has like just the one frequency knob on it or something, yeah,
2: <laughs> and then they use a lot of acoustic instruments but in a way to make them sound as alien as as possible so
0: yeah well that's a that's a cool connection there too because that's that's been my goal uh for the past year or so and i finally feel like i'm starting to like kind of get good at it just you know doing guitar kind of like like punk thrashy kind of metally, almost guitar through uh modular, but trying to make it not sound cheesy because like a lot of metal music is pretty cheesy, I think. Um, but I do like a lot of metal too. So I'm not, I'm not trying to talk too much shit, but um, yeah, the movies from that era um, from, from like all the, the Czech movies are, are there's so many good ones. My, my, uh, my criterion list is full of them. I just watched one called, uh, I think it's called The Cremator. That one was fucking weird. Have you seen that one?
2: Yep. Yes, of course.
0: It, is that like a classic? Like that's like yeah, everybody they, knows that over there? Because yeah, that's obscure over here to a lot of people. Um, and then I, I started one called The Joke, but then I fell asleep. But my friend mm-hmm. tells me that that's, that's one I really must see. Um,
2: yeah, they, they are one. kind of classics now, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, what one thing I really liked about um, that, what I saw that um, that Ikari XB one movie is, there's a level of like speaking of cheesy, like there's a level of cheesiness to old sci fi, especially the American stuff. And I, I was as I was watching it, like the set looked similar to a lot of these really cheesy American sci fi movies, but I felt like just. The way they were talking to each other, and just—I don't know—it's—it just seemed like it was closer to the real way that people would probably interact. And it just—it felt—it felt like it was better. Maybe not real because it's still a movie, but it, it just felt—just uh, felt like better writing, really, and mm. execution of of these ideas. But, um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Sorry, I'm like a super movie nerd. Um, so. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do what we did in, in uh in kindergarten out here in, in grade school. I'm gonna have to call you Vaclav P and Vaclav M. Um Vaclav M, you mentioned earlier uh, you know, like the UX design being like a real big part of what you do. Um, so I just want to say right off the bat, um well done. <laughs> CV Trinity. When when that thing showed up, and then I looked at like, I'm still figuring it out, but when when I looked at just, like, the cheat sheet that it came with and then the manual, I was intimidated and I was like, how the fuck am I going to learn all this? But then, of course, once I start looking at everything, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of button combos and stuff, but they all make sense. Like, once you – it's like once you kind of use it a couple times, like, you don't have to, like, really – I imagine for the first week if you're using it regularly if you have that cheat sheet with you you might, you know, reference it sure every once in a while but I think um it just it's one of those things where it becomes pretty uh just kind of natural um and I and I know that yep. it was designed with playability in in mind. So can you kind of speak to that and just lay out the process of like how did you guys, you know, land on this and, and like all these ideas and all these different functionality in such a small module. Um, yeah, yeah. Like the
1: original idea we, we wanted to make, um, like a new version of the CV Trinity, but like mm-hmm. more compact and with uh, more functionality and like better sounding one. And, uh, so the, actually what's P did the, like first sketches and first layouts. And then, like over probably two years of development, we like made it into this one. And yeah, we basically like out the last year before the release, we just spent on the panel and like adding features, removing the features. But like our final goal uh, was it to to make so the new trade make sense as the complete devices like complex as it is so we like removed a lot of features which were like uh, hard to reach and yeah we did a lot of testing like 20 people tested it so uh-huh. that was yeah that was a good, like very good experience mm-hmm.
2: yeah um, i mean uh Vaslav mentioned that uh, it's a successor to the CV Trinity module, which is uh, a bigger module. I don't know how many HPs—twelve or fourteen—that uh, we used to make. And uh, when we w- made that one, it was like the layout kind of looked nice. But then, when we experienced using it, that's what informed a lot of the features on the new one. So. A lot of the people were never using like the inputs, like on the old one, every channel that it's also six channels and every channel had a dedicated input. But when I saw patches that people made with it, they maybe used one or two inputs. So that was kind of like the first thing to kind of get rid of. And, uh, there was, um, also with like in the LFO mode, you were, uh, selecting the different wave shapes with a knob, which is not the best way to select the shape, and there was like a lot of these uh, kind of half-baked solutions. But I, I still think the old one was really um, fun module in a way that uh, it uh, it like we were like rethinking a lot what modulation is in a in a modular synth. And uh, I think with the with the new one, we actually landed on something that that really kind of makes a statement. Like this is what modulation could look like.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there is this uh, more old school way of uh, looking at modulation in the modular synth, and uh, that is that like LFO and VCO are the same module. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's also in, in the, in the name, like LFO is just the slow, uh, yeah. slow VCO. But if you, and to a degree that that is true, but, uh, if you, if you approach both with more of a musical context in mind, you, you have to arrive at, a, at a, at a very different designs. Whereas with, um, with vcos you need to be or at least we've made the pizza vco the complex oscillator Uh, like the things that you want to touch on a vco is mostly like kind of wave shaping changing octaves uh stuff like that and uh yeah like like when we designed the vco we took like like the idea of a complex vco and kind of reduced it and kind of removed the knobs on a vco that you never have to you can't touch (laughs) otherwise it's just gonna start sounding Uh awful because most (laughs) you know that's that's yeah working with complex oscillators that's (laughs) just like that really that's that's just
0: so funny There's so many modules that I've owned that, sorry to interrupt, but there's just so many modules that I've owned that do have those knobs that I just never, I never have a need for that particular knob, really. And the
2: biggest one on most VCOs is like the coarse pitch.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's
2: the only knob you can't ever touch, otherwise Uh you get out of tune. Of course, if you play experimental and it's like Mm free-floating thing, definitely it, it makes sense, but like... If you try to do something a little bit more melodic or musical then like that's the knob you should never ever touch and it's the biggest one
0: (laughs) yeah yeah well it's so funny i was talking with morgan mcwaters from warren the other day and uh we were talking about he was like i don't understand why the chorus knob is always bigger than the fine tune knob that doesn't make sense to me and i was like oh you are so right but yeah there's there's a few that like if you go to adjust say the fm you know attenuator, or attenuverter or something and it's by the giant course tune that's dangerous yeah. territory there to be especially in a live show so yeah that's, that's yeah funny
2: yeah exactly and i mean that that's kind of how we approach the tuning process on the pizza also that the the main knob is either switching octaves or detuning the uh the built-in oscillators but to get to actual tuning you need to long press get to like a level deeper because you kind of need to tune it once really Mm
3: -hmm. and uh yeah
2: then i mean if you try to do something melodic so and uh, so that was kind of like the process of like narrowing down like what oscillators were and like what they could be like from Mm -hmm. the from the user experience perspective really and uh for for modulation, which is like a huge topic in general, as I said, like you know, just approaching LFO as a slow VCO is just like not gonna cut it, you know?
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Because I mean, with with modulations, a lot of the stuff what you want is to like let's say sync it to the tempo or work in some sort of like a rhythm domain, and with let's say analog LFOs, it's hard to sync them perfectly. You can send like reset pulses, but that's yeah. like really like, I don't know. That's barbaric. just resetting
0: the, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's not putting the actual wave shape in time. It's just restarting it in time with everything else. Right? Yeah. So yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then it also like clicks and pops, if you're modulating like a VCA or anything like more sensitive, you basically run into, run into problems. And, uh so like we still like use the, the like classic terminology like lfo envelope and uh what's the threat one cv mode mm-hmm. but like like w- what we kind of mean is more like lfo is like the cycling modulation that you can like sync to a tempo and envelope mm-hmm. is more of the like triggered uh, rhythmical event modulation mm-hmm. and these are like established terms mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think Better name for them could be kind of like cycling and triggered. But mm-hmm. like it's kind of hard to communicate it with few little letters on the panel. So we settled for the traditional names anyway. Yeah. But I think each, each of those like modes on the on the Neo Trinity kind of rethinks how modulation could be done and what you actually like where, where you wanna take it. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it takes a lot from working with groove boxes. Uh, with um, oh
0: with Groovebox
2: yeah 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 i mean i'm myself i've used a lot of like the opz and a lot of electron boxes and it is informed by how modulation is done on these machines that are kind of more um let's say composition or music programming focused yeah but like also like adapting it for a modular format so
0: it's yeah that's that's so interesting cuz this is something that i've been thinking about a lot in in context of you know modular design and and you know just where 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 it's going from here and everything and uh you know i i do wonder like i wonder how many like purists out there are are like well that there's no point in having that this or that in modular cuz the point of modular is to build everything from scratch and it's like that was the point of it when it you know when it was built and that's a great aspect of it and you can still do that um but it's it's become a popular you know form factor for music creation it's it's inherently fun it's very it's very tactile and physical and because space is limited due to the power and the case you know cases and it's you know, sometimes prohibitively, prohibitively expensive. It just makes sense to, you know, do exactly what you're describing. Like, cause not everybody out there who wants to make music wants to like, you know, dive in and understand everything about wave shapes and, and, you know, like just, there's a lot of complicated stuff in there that you don't need to actually know to make cool music. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy to see, um, what what you guys have been doing. You know that arc that I've been, I was mentioning earlier with Bastel. um, like I think is it the last three or f- wait, has it been like the last five modules? Have they all been this same size, kind of um, on the same platform? Let's see. Like, do, isn't the wave shaper? You have like a wave folder, wave shaper thing. That's yeah, like we have
2: this, the right? Waver Icaria. It's oscillator, the basal, and now the neo Trinity, they're all eight HP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also have the Aikido, which is bigger, but uh, Oh yeah, the Aikido
0: is of- a little bigger. But that makes sense because that's kind of like mm. that's that needs to be that size for a very specific reason. And I know you can chain those together and you know, so like that yeah. that one's a little bit more of a specialized thing. But um, yeah. so obviously this is intentional, this eight HP kind of same. Yeah.
2: I mean it's like um it's a it's a good good size for fitting enough jacks and making the controls really playable
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I think that's uh that that has been like the main focus so uh really, and also you can like strike a good balance of like how many jacks and how many knobs and how much complexity you can get out of it.
0: Yeah. So, so sorry you guys. My I set an alarm and every time I feel like I'm turning it off, I'm just hitting snooze. So it just keeps going off. Um sorry, go ahead with that one again.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So like like one thing that uh, that we started doing is those angled faders.
0: And, yeah, uh, I really like that. That's cool.
2: So I mean it looks cool, but mm-hmm. also like on the on the filter on Ikaria, the the angled fader is a resonance and then you have the big knob that's for the cutoff and you can really play it with one hand so you can like oh, use
0: right yeah
2: use these fingers to tweak the cutoff and use the thumb to adjust the resonance
3: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
2: It, it's really like kind of designed from the ergonomy perspective and uh on, on the oscillator the diagonal one is uh, is the wave shape so yeah, and uh, it's a, uh, I don't know, 8HP just seemed to be a good choice for a lot of stuff. It's like, it it gives you a lot of complexity, but I mean, everybody who knows Bastel knows that we tend to make like compact modules,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but uh, uh, I, I don't think we do it at, at the cost of playability. I think that always comes first.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. And I also I think it's really cool with um with Neo Trinity because it's like a like a performance-based, like that's kind of like this um, this miniature control surface with all these different functions. Um all the jacks are at the top. Perfect. I love that. Um uh oh, there was something else I wanted to say about oh I think this what's really cool, you just reminded me, because I remember thinking this when I got uh basil, because you had I think you'd mention that in the in the uh, the manual for Basil as well. The you know you you could mess with you know the two knobs, the slider, the slider and the knob. Um, I think it's really cool that your design inherent into your design is a reminder to synthesis that sometimes the coolest or best or most fun at least source of modulation is yourself, not necessarily sending something in there, but actually playing it, you know, cause it can be kind of boring playing modular shows if you have set it all up to kind of just play, play it itself and everything. So I think it's really cool that, um, you're encouraging and designing around this, this very, like, uh, you know, like, <sighs> the word i'm looking for just like the physical interaction like you're actually interacting because you can build a patch for hours and interact and then stand back and watch it play but now it's kind of its own thing so to give this kind of connection between performer artist and the piece of music i think is is pretty cool yeah Um, i mean go ahead about stuff
1: yeah i think it's like the part of the bustle modules that they are very playable we are not using like many like encoders and displays there like it's intentional to have like these like small buttons and the knobs because mm-hmm. it allows you to play it like real time of course you can when using a encoder you can set the precise value and you know you can go through the menus but uh, it kind of you know it's a little bit like a small computer there but you want to keep yeah. the like the analog feel of it kind of
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I'm actually trying to think I don't I don't know. The, other than the Mordax data, which isn't something that you play, which you like, it's just mainly my yeah. visual feedback. I don't think I own any modules with a screen. I have then, in the past, but yeah, because mm-hmm. I think that can take you out of it, you know, a little bit. So um.
2: yeah, I also think so. And like you said, this thing about you know, like playing with your hand—that's your source of modulation—and I think that's that's at least how, how I kind of prototype. I just like try to move it and see how it responds. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of like, gives me the first idea how I want to modulate it. uh, So then like the most like logical and almost to me, like the most essential modulation source is the knob recorder. That. Yeah. I'm excited
0: to dive into that.
2: Big part of the Neo Trinity. So like whatever, you're doing with your hand, then you can do it, uh, with the knob recorder and with the other modes, you can like take it a little bit further with like more complex, but mm-hmm. it's, it, uh, it showed with the original CV Trinity and now with the Neo Trinity that like the NOP recorder is almost like the most important mode.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, the other two are just like a bit more refined for certain types of modulations,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but it's this, uh, like automation or parameter locking type of workflow that uh, I think this module is really like bringing.
0: Yeah, and what I really like about that too is again with the UX, like it's, this is all in theory. I haven't done this yet because last night I fell asleep on the couch with a little skiff with the the Neo Trinity and the, the manual, but I was, you know, going through it and like, oh, okay, that's cool and that makes sense. But with the um the CB record thing, it seems pretty simple to be able to record something, mute that recording, or just like take that recording out totally, and just make a new one. And that that speaks to me for like, oh, you can jam with this thing. Yeah, you know, like you don't sit there and set it up. Okay, now I'm going to the next module to create the next piece of my you know my set or my piece of music here, I got it, you know, okay, this, this is all dialed in. This one is like, you can, that could be, I mean, I imagine this was part of the, the idea, but like just going through the manual and messing with it, with the little that I have since I got it, this could be kind of the control forge or like the, the hub, the, uh, what do they call it? The, the cockpit or something of, of your, of your, your set, you know, you could kind of control the whole thing and the dynamics and speed and and just like yeah, everything. Um, also, I love all the CV like the quantized modes. So like you, it's also a sequencer, it like is, a pretty yeah. cool sequencer. <laughs> you know, like that's that's wild. Um, <clears throat> so uh, sorry, I, I had to unplug this. I have to show somebody because I'm pretty excited about it. But have you seen these? The Future Retro Seven Seven Seven. I just got one of these, and it's uh, it's kind of like reminding like. I got so into modular for so long, um, that I forgot that like, oh yeah, there's, there's music gear out there. That's like way easier to use in (laughs) once you understand modular. So I'm like starting to incorporate that, but, um, let's get back to uh, UX design because like I said, it is laid out. Um, you know, it's, it's all, you know, I've, I've plugged something into every single Jack and I can still, access everything i need to access really easy um and these days you know I, I play with a lot of modules um and that's usually be even before like sound or appearance like ux like how easy is it to understand and and use um that's kind of one of the first things i look at and this is really really well done so I imagine, like you said, it was taking like two years, is that what you mentioned you guys were working on? You know, everything, like what were some of the the most-
1: the uh, whole process, two years, yeah. Right,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, But I mean, I imagine like getting, understanding what you want it to do, functionality wise, is one thing. But then once you have that decided, the whole challenge of UX, like, is that, I guess I just just, uh, assumed that, but- how separate are those two processes? Which one's longer? Mm -hmm. Are they, are they totally different? Are they so interwoven that you can't really separate them one more difficult Mm -hmm. than the other?
2: I think I would say with this module, the most difficult was to come up with a, with the interface set of rules that fits both LFOs envelopes and the CV recorder. So we need to come up with a framework Mm -hmm. of, control that works for all of these and uh it's kind of, and so that they share like a common um way of controlling and then that that uh, you can also do like all the things that you want to do because they are quite different uh types of modulations but you have the same set of controls for them mm-hmm. and I think like coming to the control uh structure that that we came came up with also with the au- automation of the knob and uh, and the triggers that I think was like the that that al- almost seems like the main main thing uh about this module and it took a while uh to to figure that out but once once we got it then it was really about kind of fine-tuning the um i mean we spent a lot of time on the on the panel design too and how to like communicate with like very simple symbols how how you like i don't know change envelope shapes and lfo shapes and re-triggering and ranges and like all that stuff and uh i think we succeeded although like these are like very different types of modulation so uh i think yeah that was the hardest part yeah
0: I hadn't even really thought about it from that perspective but now that you like lay it out like that 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 just like I already thought it must have been pretty complicated and and like maybe an arduous process like really difficult to actually get it all laid out in the way that you'd like but yeah that adds a whole new level so i guess Yeah. So how does this work with you two working together on this? Like what, what's the communication process? Do you have like regular meetings? Are you just constantly emailing stuff back and forth or. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, uh, we are based in uh, different cities. Uh, so like we communicate, uh, usually like mostly online, but we have like regular, like monthly meetings and like share our ideas and like share the work, which we done. Like in the previous month, and yeah, it's like a communication. I think it works well because, like, I'm very like technical type, and Vaslav is more like the 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 designer and and like musician. So I think like it's um it's nice like uh, cooperation.
0: Yeah, that's a good combination too, because I you know I. I I have like, I've designed modules, let's put it in quotes. Like I've come up with ideas and I'll do, you know, like these layouts and stuff. Actually, I'm going to show you guys something. So this is how I quote unquote design modules. Um, I'll take notes for a while in a, in a notebook. And then once I'm kind of like pretty sure I know like what I want it to be, I will do like a painting and so this is nice. like my early painting of uh, what is now the Keanu. It's not going to make any sense to you, but I mean, it would if you sat down and just looked at it closely, but I'm not going to make you do that. Um, but once it's to this phase, I take I, I took a picture of this and I sent it to Lenny from after later and I was like, can you make this a thing? Because <laughs> I don't design circuits or anything, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I mean, I know uh, Václav P. You, uh, you have a lot. You actually know how to do all that stuff, but um, I think it's cool to have this like a combination of maybe. I think this is an overused, not really useful, maybe uh, pop psychology term, but like left brain per- people versus right brain people. You know. Like people who are really good with systems organization and and you know technical stuff. Like my best friend doesn't like to read books, but he loves reading a technical manual about something. And mm-hmm. when I read that kind of stuff, my eyes just glaze over, and I'm like, I can't, like I can't read a mod, I can't read a, a a manual for a module before I've at least tried to use it, so I have some context of what all of this gibber jabber, these all these words are are. Um, so yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, so what's that like, what, like, what kind of things are you bouncing back and forth? And like, do you both have like your own little prototype boards that you're uploading, like the newest firmware to, and then just kind of discussing that or.
2: Yeah. I mean, so, so the early phase is mostly drawing in illustrator. Okay. So we go through a lot of drawings in illustrator and, uh almost the next step is like writing a simplified manual for the thing and that that actually clears out a lot of the things that you didn't think about yet so when you try to like write it down and explain how the module works in plain text even before you like implement it it can uh, reveal quite a lot of uh, the the unresolved issues
3: Mm,
0: that makes and, uh, sense i can see
2: that yeah so i think uh i mean there is different phases so like you make a prototype find out something doesn't work really well and then you're back to the drawing board and you try try to refine it so we bounce the drawings back and forth uh and that's not just like me and Václav. it's also like other people from from Bastl who are musicians and also with Casper uh with Peter Edwards we uh-huh. uh we chat about the designs and uh, yeah so I think a lot of it is really like drawing drawing in Illustrator on my end and uh writing in in Google Docs
3: <laughs> and
2: uh and then then once once we have like a prototype running we both have a prototype and once Slav sends me code and uh, then we have a more uh, a more structured way of communicating with uh, with like issue tracker and every single thing we have a like topic that we try to resolve. And uh, at that point, also like our early beta beta testing team comes in, which is mostly people from Bastel and one guy <laughs> uh, John from Canada now, uh, who's, who's our main tester. And once we have something that we feel like it's already like working pretty well, we, we share it with the wider, wider beta testing team. And there is usually several uh, rounds of, of that. So.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I'm glad to hear that you have such a big, um, beta testing team. Like, I feel like digital is such a double-edged sword because you know, like With an analog module, you release that and then, yeah, you want to make sure that it's not a faulty thing, but like once it's out there, like it's, it's just out there and it does the thing, but with like, with, you know, firmwares can update, you know, you can have one little, you know, misprint in a code or something. I don't know about coding. So I'm just, you know, like dumbing it down, but you know, one, like one syntax error or something and. Uh, you know, oh, the whole thing crashed, but we don't know why. Now you have to go pour through all these lines and stuff. So um, I imagine just getting the bugs out once, even even if it's working, like, if the if theoretical concept is all there and you're happy with it, I imagine just working out all the bugs. Um, it just seems like those are inherent with, with coding anything, right? Is that is that, am I correct in assuming that? Again, I know nothing about programming and, and coding.
1: But. Yeah, it's like... Um it's kind of easier in a way that you can like when there is a bug you can fix it and then you know release the firmware update so it's like better in that way that if if, if it's a bug you can fix it uh-huh. if it's like a software bug but uh, yeah but you know uh when you release an analog mo- module it has to be like perfect from the start but it's like uh-huh. also in the digital modules have to be like good from the from the hardware hardware side as well so yeah it's kind of you know split split stuff yeah like uh, when you have analog modules mm, like uh, you still need to a a little bit sometimes tweak them because sometimes the parts can get like changed between the batches and Mm -hmm. or some are discontinued and you have to find the replacement parts and then like for the next batches. So Mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, you, you make a module and like it's done
0: uh, forever. So
1: it's like constant and like
0: evolution Mm -hmm. in a way. Well, yeah. And then also I think, but also that is, you know that's one you can take advantage of that and I think I meant I don't know if it was in the in the uh, Neo Trinity uh manual, but also, you know, because they're on these digital platforms, like alternate firmwares can be, you know, offered. Like you like so can you go through like the the newer modules, uh the current firmware, and then like what 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 are these new firmware options and and, and because they're all the same design, like are any of them form factor where you can switch between like Like say you have one module, but you can just mm, upload the firmware and make it become another one.
2: So this is the pizza module that we have Mm -hmm. and we basically released only two firmwares for it. The oscillator and the delay, the Okay.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and uh, we're working on on more, uh, but so far it's just those two. And then the Neo Trinity is completely different architecture.
0: I was going to say that one, I can't imagine trying to write a new firmware for because it's so specific because you were talking about these three different modulation sources that are all different mm. and yeah, okay, that's kind of what I was yeah. getting at. I was like, there's no way this one could have alternate firmware, right? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, there could can, be, but yeah. But
2: I think we kind of both have this sort of like, a, I don't know, hacker mentality that we kind of. The official firmware is like the alternate firmware, like that anybody would ever want to have, you know.
0: Well, that's kind of another thing I was getting at. I was like, I sure you could make a new firmware and design it around the the layout, but like, why this thing? What else would you want this thing to do? So, (laughs) so we're already this, this is flying by. Uh, we're already 50 minutes in. So, maybe for the last, uh, last part of this, um, can we kind of just like go through Neo Trinity, what, like, what, what's on it? What are all like your favorite features of it? You know, basically just, just really like talk about this creation that you just released to the world that you're obviously very proud of. You want to take it?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I can start. Like my, <laughs> uh, uh, like, uh, my, uh like uh, the best thing i, I like about the, the new trend is that it's like very small and because like we are a lot of times traveling to some shows and there and you can pick you can like make a whole system you know for like in this small mm-hmm. case and you have yep. like all the all the modulation sources there and yeah that's like the size and the compactness it's like the my like some people are saying it's too small a little bit it could be bigger but I think it's like the it's biggest or one of the biggest advantages of it and I agree yeah. with that yeah. and I think like the, the no recorder is like the, the like the most important thing about it and then like it all like uh, comes from it like the LFOs and the envelopes they are basically just you know the same principle but like L- little different take on it mm-hmm. and yeah and like the in- intuitiveness uh that's like in- it's very intuitive for like beginners you use it yeah on some workshops and people like who never touched uh touched the modular before they like have the no recorder and like made some
0: stuff with it yeah yeah that's 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 really cool um are there any uh any tr- tricks or tips or like, like favorite uses that you have? Like, is there anything yeah. that particularly like that? You're like, Ooh, this is, this is my favorite thing to do with this. Uh,
1: like the, the, I think the, one of the most interesting hacks is using it as a, as a, as a oscillator, as a voice that you can actually push the LFO, like into other range mm-hmm. you can like, uh, have it, you know, as a voice, you can apply VCA on it. So we have, and you can sequence it—the melody and also the, the envelopes and like triggers. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the funny, uh, like most fun things to do with it.
0: Yeah, I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah, I, I, I personally think like this module is a not nope recorder module with the extension of uh, and with the LFO and envelope <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
2: uh, but it's it really like uh, the basically the patch that inspired how you control LFOs is from the old CV Trinity where you you could patch a knob recorder into the CV input of the LFO and then control that and uh, on in the LFO mode you can like automate the speed of the LFO and you can have the LFO synced to a clock, so you can like kind of automate which clock divisions it does. And uh, mm. I I think this is like it's like such a musical and musically uh, rewarding way to work. And I, I I almost don't know how otherwise I would do it, you know, to have like <laughs> synchronized LFOs like do like be sequenced. I mean, you can pull it out with a couple modules certainly, but like you certainly don't have six of those in yeah, HP, right, yeah. right? So, but it, it it seems like a kind of logical way to work and the, the envelope generator that we haven't talked about like that much, it's, uh, it's almost like um, improvement on a trigger generator idea because Mm. Uh, A lot of people, and there is a lot of modules that generate triggers that generate a rhythm Mm events, but they're just like these pulses that Mm -hmm. you need to feed into an envelope and you all 90% of the time you kind of do. Yeah. So like why not make it like a trigger generator, but it's envelopes, right? Aha. Yes. So, yeah. So, so, uh-huh. so this is like the core of the envelope mode on, on the Neo Trinity. And we also designed this little like algorithmic trigger generation thing where you can like do Euclidean stuff and, and stuff like that. And then like and fills,
0: you, right. You can like, you fills, can do yeah. fills by the press of a button and that, yeah. that's amazing.
2: Yeah. <clears> it's, it's, it's a really fast way to work. And, uh, And like, typically when you want to have the envelopes a little bit more, if you want to give them movement, you kind of want to automate the decay or, or whatnot, but like the envelope mode does like all these things in the, in the surface level. So you generate triggers, you automate the knob and you already have like a great rhythm sequence and you don't need to patch anything. And you can have six of those, or you can
0: yeah. use some yeah. of those
2: for the for the for the CVs or the envelopes. But like it's a, like each of those is it kind of like takes like what do you do with the trigger generator? Run it into an envelope? How do you make the envelope sequence more interesting? You out you automate the or you sequence the decay and yeah right.
0: So I mean, there's so many modules that have been built and then like promoted as like, hey, you can do this. You can you can uh, control all of these different aspects of the, the envelope or the, the wave or something. And you, and those are all individual connections, but now you're doing it all with this. Yeah. You could just like tell it what to do with this, this yeah, record. Totally. I mean, nice.
2: this is not like an envelope that does everything. It's just like a specific way of using envelopes mm-hmm. in, in a musical way. That's just like packaged into like very playable form factor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's uh yeah like this it's a gestural module it's for like making music with gestures Mm -hmm. and i think that this type of music making complements really well with the behavioral making of music which is what modular synthesis is amazing where every single connection you make changes the behavior of the system Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. when when you put a lot of cables in and uh, but but i think being able to control the behavioral system in a gestural way, like in a performative way. I think that's that's kind of where where this module brings something something fresh. I yeah, so I totally agree. Just, yeah, this this mode mode of music making.
0: I asked you guys that question, um, not only so the audience could hear it and so you guys could talk about it, but I also just wanted your ideas because I'm going to go play with it when we're done talking <laughs> um and I'm really excited to uh try that stuff all that all those uh those funk like like I said like I just got to the point where I'm like okay I know I know the score I know what it okay I know what this thing is now I need to just like really dive in and start like act, figuring out how to use it cuz I've used it on a few patches but it's all been like very like I I try to see as far as I can get with a module before I look look up anything about it that's like important to me because I'm not a manual person. So I have to like kind of get it get my head wrapped around it enough to where I can know where where to look in the manual when I need to learn something new about it. Um but something I was I was thinking and this is an this is an assumption and you don't have to confirm or deny this, but when this thing showed up and I was looking at it and then you know, just looking at all the functionality and then how it's all accessed, I was kind of wondering to myself and I've become more, I became less of a question and more of a, I think this is true, but do you feel like this is like maybe one of, I don't know if I'm trying to find the right word, but maybe the one of the most significant or one of, the most unique, or 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 design, like is, is this like a special design in the the long list of designs that that Bastel has has done in the modular space?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think in in the in the modular context, you are designing these isolated functions, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and everyone we kind of approach like, okay, oscillator oscillators look like this the most successful designs look like this they have this and that sonic character but maybe they have like 10 knobs and six of them you should never touch (laughs) so that's that was like the process for the for the oscillator module the same was kind of like for for the filter uh and the same is like for the modulation source so it's like how how do like modulations look like and what they could be like if mm-hmm. you did like try to come up with the with the best possible modulation like what's the like end game of modulation and uh and, and of, of course we have a certain like let's say design language and to and and some methodology how we came to this design and to to all other uh, like recent designs and uh like, I, I still like think that that's the best one I can imagine now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. And uh, when I kind of look at other modulation sources, like, I kind of feel like this is the one I need for sure. Without, I can't really do music. And then there is but, but maybe a few more that allow me to do like things that I can't do with this. Maybe like a slope generator, like the very classic plane. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's so simple and utilitarian and you, you can use it for so many things. So, but for everything else and for everything musical, it's almost like, this is the, this is the perfect one. And, uh, I dunno, I, I feel like it really does contribute to the debate because, or like to the discourse, because I, I really feel like as, as designers, we communicate with each other through the designs. Mm
0: -hmm. So. Mm -hmm
2: and uh and we influence each other so like you see how this person figured out how to do i don't know a clock generator or do you see how this person did that and mm-hmm. then through the experience of playing other people's modules you kind of compile your own idea of how you think things could be done a little better so yeah, I mean, I, we can take it as a challenge to any scene designers listening to us. Like, please do it better because you know, <laughs> like, we'll be all better off if you design a better modulation source, uh, mm-hmm. and like, pu- push the game a little, little further. And that—that's kind of this. Also, is the motivation behind be, behind our designs just to have the best that we could think of.
0: Modules. Nice, I like that answer. Um... And speaking of, you know, like designers talking to each other through designs and stuff, but I also know designers, you know, talk to each other and, and it's like really open and friendly community. Like, and, and I can edit this out if you prefer not to say anything, but there, are there any particular designers out there that you, uh, that you kind of talk to regularly and, 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 you know, have found like a trusted kind of, um, you know, somebody to bounce ideas off who can, who can help help you figure stuff out or give you advice, or even just tell you like, Hey, check this out. I think you'll like it or something.
2: I mean, the most conversation I have is still with Peter Edwards, Casper Electronics. And we, Mm -hmm. we made a bunch of modules together uh, and we lived in the same city for a couple of years, so we know how to talk to each other and he's the person we talk to the most. But there is a there is few other people that I really admire and uh, I really like what they do. We, j- we just don't have like this like ongoing
3: mm-hmm. like
2: conversation, just like when we meet somewhere, we chat and it's great, but it's not like we call each other monthly. Right? Yeah. That's just with Casper.
0: Okay. um, And then I guess I, and I can edit this part out too, but I uh, I'm always curious too, like, designers that i respect so obviously I, I very much respect you guys um very much into what you've been doing lately um are there any are there any designers or, or companies out there that you think are doing some like really cool stuff like like what are what are you like who who do you have an eye on and like what stuff uh, makes you excited about like recent <laughs> designs or do are you are you just don't have any time to like look at that stuff because you're constantly you know, working on your own stuff, which I understand.
2: Yeah. I mean, of, of, of course we, we look at stuff. I mean, I, I think everything make noise makes is just like so well thought out and so well designed. Yeah. I think I agree that, with that, and I mean, they, they've been top of the game company for a reason just do like really that's what
0: stuff. i always say too i know like some people might think like oh well you know of course everybody likes make noise or whatever but like yeah it's it's for a reason they're like all yeah. their stuff it always works very well and it very well designed i agree with that yeah
2: yeah and uh yeah especially the digital designs from them i i think are really brilliant but also the analog ones
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um but also, I really like uh, anything like mannequins made, whimsical mm-hmm. reps. Um It's really more of this uh, approach of like doing like macro on, and a lot, lot, most of the designs are analog implementation, which makes it even more impressive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But like the knobs are, and also like their, the naming of those functions, it's more of a, like this is a musical function rather than a, i don't know decay knob you know
0: right like, yeah yeah
2: this is like the the musical purpose behind this knob, and this uh this approach is like very close to my heart although a lot of the designs that that we do as of yet are not that like heavily like macro macro control based there will be more in the future that that are a lot a lot more macro but i really if, if i Pinpoint two, I would have to say these two.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah for uh, for me, it's probably like noise engineering stuff. Like their their digital platforms and like yeah. their interfaces and so on. They are like, I think they're like doing great job. So
0: yeah, I think, think they've got a like, really, yeah, really cool a co- approach to company like. I, like look okay. That's awesome. Well, you guys, we're over an hour and, uh, I want to make sure that I give you a little bit of time here at the end to, uh, maybe mention something that we, that we didn't cover or, um, yeah, is there, is there anything we missed?
2: Mm. I mean, we, we talked, uh, really about the modular stuff mostly and, uh, but, uh, uh, Václav also designed the bestie or like the engineered <sighs> the, bestie, the mixer. bestie maybe maybe you can touch on, on that a little bit
1: uh, yeah like uh, it's like su- successor to Jude but it's like something uh, something uh, like uh, not just stereo variant of it but we m- wanted to make something like a great portable device and like it like, that's how it ended up yeah we like wanted to uh make it in metal case so it's like better quality and so on and like i'm very pleased to see it like on a lot of people's sets and that they actually use it and so on and that's like the also the idea of Bastel that uh, we have of course like uh many more products to come and they are in the development which we cannot talk much about but like they are uh like there will be a lot of like tabletops and stuff like this so mm-hmm. we want to keep focused that on that not just the urac but we are also developing more like this playable stuff for you know uh which people can buy uh, like as their first synth or like Uh, stuff like that that people don't need to like spend like thousands of euros or dollars on like the Mm -hmm. big box but uh, we are we will be making something which is um, like affordable and easy
0: to use I love that aspect Um, and I, I can't I can't say enough good things about the bestie and you're like it is a tank it is it's indestructible as far as I tell because like i throw it in my bag like if it's oftentimes a last minute if i'm going anywhere and going to do anything with audio i always bring it just in case i run like that issue i ran into yesterday yesterday recording a podcast and i just i couldn't find the connection i needed it just pat you know um and i don't know if you know this but like a lot of my like focus for my creative output over the past you know two or three years has been what i call remote performances where i go out and i play with my battery-powered synth and the the bestie has just like made that so much easier because that's it's a like because my mod my case has to be small my modular case has to be small, um, not only for power reasons but for portable reasons. So not having to have a mixer in the case, like if I'm trying to make a super small case, is is really nice. And then that the feedback on channel three to do the no input mixing stuff is just it's one of the best sounds i've ever heard that distortion that just that it's it's insane how intense that can get but like it it's not going to do the thing where like you know like a it's not going to get so loud that's going to blow out your speakers or anything but you can just you can really drive it and uh yeah i i fucking love that thing man <laughs> so what well, well done thanks. well done yeah thanks <clears throat> Um, well, thank you guys so much for your time today. Um, is there anything you'd like to scream from the modular mountaintops before we sign off?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, just make fun, you know. <laughs> just have fun with, with, I don't know, making sounds. Uh, I, I think that is a... The, uh, like, if I would say one thing is, like, a lot of people feel like they need to like record and uh release music and uh, i'm just like fuck it you know just like make whatever makes you happy and you don't need to release anything
0: yeah yeah I, I, i i've i've talked with somebody a couple people recently about that and i'm finally at a space where i i can do that because my my like my, I guess I've lost my ambition <laughs> for that particular thing. It's, it's more about, um, it's more about the doing and doing the creating than having had created and hoping that some praise is going to come your way or something because it usually doesn't. And and if it does, it's not in the way that you expected or wanted it. And uh, yeah, so there's much less like expectation and pressure put on yourself if you just. Approach things of yeah, have fun. So I agree with that. I like that.
2: Yeah, just putting it out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would basically say this, say uh, say the same. Just like you know, enjoy making music.
0: Well, it's a great spot to end on. Thanks again for your time today, you guys. Thank you, thank hey, you
2: very thank much. You. It was fun.
0: All right, that's our show. Thank you so much to Vatslav and Vatslav from Bastel. All links to Bastel in the show description. Thank you for your uh, time, if you were listening today, I guess. Yeah, that's that's valuable. Time is money, as they say. Um, I'd like to thank all of the sponsors for a mess. After Later Audio, Patchworks, Signal Sounds, Expert Sleepers, Novation, and Nobula. If you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodMod, head over to patreon.com forward slash PodularModcast. Quick reminder that Patchworks is still running that GoFundMe, so Please help out if you can. Link in the show description. The weekly featured artist segment is coming back, so please submit your music to podmodsub at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the new issue of Waveform Magazine that just came out. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Thanks again for your time. This week's secret word is cardinal. Until next week.